Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the cats right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the cats. If it is a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by First Watch. We'll tell you about their delicious breakfast and brunch and lunch in just a bit. Um, But before that, we're going to talk some football. Then we're going to actually talk some basketball, finally, I promise. Unlike the last couple episodes when I I said we would and then we didn't get to it because we got distracted by... What was that rapper's name? Moneybag Yo? Moneybag Yo. Moneybag Yo and Drake. Um, But we'll get to it in this this edition. But we got to start with... I sent you that text earlier, Kyle... We have to record later in the evening because we got to see where Kentucky football ranks in the college football playoff. Did you ever anticipate having to think about this when you started covering Kentucky? No, I didn't. And uh, was tonight the initial ranking, the very first of the season? Yes. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, the unveiling of the first playoff ranking never really registered for me other than like, oh, you know, every year I'd go, oh, that's interesting. Uh, I might look at it several hours later or just assume Alabama's number one and go on with my day. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the biggest piece of this lies ahead in just a couple days when they play Georgia. But based on where they are right now, they're number nine in the first playoff ranking. Georgia's number six. Mm Mm-hmm. If they beat Georgia, not only are they punching their ticket to the SEC title game, um, but for probably a few more weeks, they're in the legitimate college football playoff. I mean, you know, and they would deserve it. It wouldn't be fluky. If you beat Georgia, the team that was the national runner up last year and basically lost on a walk-off play at the end against Alabama, you know, if you beat that team, you deserve to be in the conversation. If they, if they beat Georgia, they will have won at Florida, a ranked team, uh, beating Mississippi State, uh, a ranked team, I think, right? Is, is Mississippi State ranked again after their win yes. over Texas A&M? Won again on the road against Missouri, and then you beat Georgia, the, the defending SEC champion, the uh, returning national runner-up, ranked sixth right now. I mean, where would Kentucky be next week? They would probably be, at least sixth, right? I mean, probably they fifth would, or sixth. They would be fifth if. Alabama beat LSU, they would be sixth if Alabama loses to LSU in my estimation because I don't think there's any way people knock Alabama out of the top five as yeah. long as LSU doesn't destroy them. Um, So running down through everything real quick just to let everybody know the full scope of it. Bama's one, Clemson two, LSU three, Notre Dame four, Michigan five, Georgia six, as Kyle said, Oklahoma that's where our buddy Joe Masato is out there covering the number seven team in the country, Washington State. And Mike Leach is at eight, Kentucky nine, and then Ohio State is 10. So much like in the recruiting rankings, Kentucky has got a heck of a, a good ranking, you know, comparatively to everybody else. But still, they are fourth in the SEC <laughs> when you look at yeah, that thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty wild. And, like, what a crazy weekend for the SEC. So, one Alabama, three LSU. They play each other in the de facto West Championship game Saturday. And six Georgia, nine Kentucky play in the definite um, 
East championship game because it is winner take all winner winner goes to the title game regardless of the remaining outcomes great great weekend for the SEC just a crazy thing that Kentucky's ninth in this thing that they're in position to win the division that they're in position to be talked about as a player I mean they will begin to need to be in, in these you know weekly discussions of the national talking heads about can they make the playoff if they beat Georgia because they're going to be the fifth or sixth ranked team at sitting at eight and one with three at least three you know really quality wins so that is mind-boggling the fact that they're ahead of Ohio State I mean who would have when this season started if you said when the first playoff rankings come out Kentucky is going to be in the mix and going to be ranked ahead of Ohio State I would not have believed you and so you know just a, a, a great job by this group I tweeted congrats to or, or what's that sound that's Mark Stoops getting paid again I think he's I mean, he's already triggering these $250,000 bonuses for every win after seven so he's getting paid but I think he's going to get paid paid by the end of this season for putting together such a historic what looks like a historic run right now so yeah we could we're going to be having a very interesting conversation on, on Monday on this podcast if Kentucky pulls off the uh, the upset against Georgia. Yeah, and there are people out there on the internet and they're like if you really think Kentucky is better than Ohio State, you're you're an insane person. No one actually thinks that. And I'm if you put it up against Vegas, I'm sure Ohio State would be favored. But listen, when you lose by 29 points against Purdue, which yeah. isn't a superpower, that's what happens when well, these team rank- started 0 and 3. I mean, a team that lost to Eastern Michigan. Yeah. Well, so, and here's the thing. I, I, like, there are two there are two parts of a football team, and frankly, it's actually not a competition. Like, if you are comparing, Kentucky has the significantly better defense. Ohio State is bad on defense this year, evidenced by them getting lit up by Purdue. They're not very good on defense, and they don't have a running game. And Kentucky has the running back from their state that wanted to, desperately to play there, uh, and they didn't want him. And mm-hmm. so I think Ohio State's probably better, but there's a there's a pretty big chunk of Kentucky's team that I, I think is objectively better than Ohio State's, and that is on the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, the notion that they would just, you know, run them off the field, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I mean, it's one of the reasons that the Georgia game was the one game without a doubt that I said Kentucky was losing before the season, and I don't know that I can say that for sure now. I still think Georgia wins. Uh, I think they probably just have a little too much talent gap still. They and they and Alabama, to me, were just so much ahead of the rest of the league. But that defense gives them a chance. I think they're going to be the fact that they typically run the ball well, control the clock, and they have a great defense. Most teams in that top ten, I think Kentucky could play with uh, throughout a game. I'm not sure anybody can play with Alabama. But I'm, but I, you know, I'm not sure I'm convinced anymore that like Georgia is just going to totally outclass them, and that's probably the same. The same could be said for Ohio State. I mean, they're missing Bosa. The defense is kind of a mess, uh, and Kentucky's got a maybe the best defense in the or, or top five defense in the country. Um, got the number one scoring defense. Yeah, tied with Clemson. That's I mean, uh, Clemson's what you're, ferocious. That's what you're trying to accomplish there. That's the whole goal of the sport. 
when you're playing defense is to keep the other people out of the end zone and not kicking through the uprights. And Kentucky has been the most successful, as you mentioned, tied with Clemson. So, that's- yeah, it's it's not fluky. You know, like they have the maybe the best defensive player in America, and mm-hmm. Josh Allen could end up being a top ten, top fifteen pick. None of this stuff is really very fluky with Kentucky, and that's that's the thing. Sometimes you get a team like this that does some fluky things. Now you can say Saturday's win, they, they should have lost, but it uh, wasn't like a bunch of crazy things happened. One one thing happened that aided them yeah. at the end. You know, they, they just have elite players. Josh Allen is an elite player. Benny Snell is an elite player. Darius West is an elite player. Bunchy Stallings is an elite player. There were four guys that were on the midseason All-America list, and there's not, a, not even a handful of schools that had that many. Kentucky actually has dudes. <laughs> they have they have guys now, and so they they based on all that and based on their record, they are I would say where they should be in the top ten. Now that is all going to change if they get boat raced on Saturday. Uh, but right now, I think if I was a Kentucky fan, I would soak that in. Uh, take a take a moment this week to step back, survey the landscape, look at those rankings, look at the record appreciate the fact that Kentucky win or lose goes into this weekend for a home game needing one win, just one to win the SEC East and go to the first ever uh, SEC championship game may not happen, but there that's how close that Mark Stoops has gotten them. And I'd savor that if I was a Kentucky fan, who, who knows? I think people want it to, to say this is the start of something. And they're going to be like this every year. That's tough at a place like Kentucky. People don't want to hear that, but it's true. There are some challenges, and that's why it's been never happened. It's never happened. It's hard to do here. Uh, so hopefully people will, will will take a little time this week to look around and go, man, this is nuts. Because it is. I, I cannot believe it. I genuinely cannot believe that we're sitting here talking about playoff rankings uh, in SEC championship games in, in November, essentially. The other three teams from the SEC ranked in the top 20 are Florida at 11, Mississippi State at 18, and Texas A&M at number 20. That means seven of the top 20 are from the SEC in the college football playoff rankings. And you say, Kyle, it's crazy, but you know what's also crazy? The fact that Kentucky is behind Washington State. Washington State's (laughs) only loss is to an unranked Southern California team. Their best win is four points over number 15 Utah. All their other wins are against unranked teams. Kentucky's only loss was in overtime on the road against number 20 Texas A&M. Their best win was an 11-point win on the road against number 11 Florida. They also have a three-touchdown win over number 18 Mississippi State. It's stupid that the college football committee disrespected Kentucky that way. And just because Mike Leach has fun press conferences, they ranked him ahead of Mark Stoops. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Uh, People love offense. I think uh, it's weird because defense is so important. And Alabama's built a lot of championship teams on defense and a lot of other people have as well. But, you know, offense is what's sexy and – by that definition, Kentucky is the unsexiest team probably in the entire top 10, maybe in the whole top 20. You know, I think that probably what plays into it as much as anything, that that offense is fun. They're going to put up numbers. They're going to score. They're going to throw the ball. You know, people's last memory of Kentucky, while they have the body of work, and you can't really discredit that. That's why they're ninth. I think the last memory of everybody watching Kentucky was seeing them 
win a game they had no business winning with almost no offense until the final drive. And that being what the third straight week where they were just abysmal offensively, you know, you, you lose a game where you only score 14 points in regulation, uh, but still go to overtime because your defense was so good. You win a game 14 to seven, and then you are down 14 to three with five minutes to go and pull one out uh, in Missouri. So, I mean, I think probably if you had to say what separates Washington State from Kentucky, if the resume is better for Kentucky, it's just that probably that Washington State generally more fun to watch. That's not how you're supposed to do these things. And if what's the fun of being <laughs> in a college football playoff discussion if you can't tell the college football playoff committee how wrong they are about something? I thought that was the whole point of this whole <laughs> exercise, Kyle. Well, the whole point is nobody. the, the eighth and ninth teams don't matter one iota. If you're not in the mix for the top four, it doesn't even matter. And I think if Kentucky beats Georgia this weekend, everything will take care of itself. I said my piece. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk some basketball. Um, But first, we did want to tell you guys about First Watch. Hey, Kyle, is it just me, or does talking about all this college football playoff make you hungry? I was actually just thinking the same thing, and I have been wanting to take you to this breakfast and lunch spot that my family and I have tried actually several times lately. Have you been to First Watch? I've been meaning to try it. Didn't I see they were voted Lexington's best breakfast recently? That is the one, and I think you should check it out. We should probably go together. Uh, I've been taking my family a bunch lately, and they are kind of awesome. We've been going to the Hamburg location. It's near my wife's office. She loves the million-dollar bacon. Uh, there's a bunch of other really good items. they got lemon ricotta pancakes, the elevated egg sandwich, the smoked salmon Benedict. Uh, I like all kinds of their uh, pancakes and French toast. They have a bunch of fall-flavored stuff. But the coolest thing about that place to me is – There's a super nice waitress who every time we walk in, uh, she has kids and she sees us with our screaming little twins. And she, uh, unless the place is slammed, she takes us to a place that is kind of away from everybody else uh, where they can throw stuff on the floor. And she scrambles over there and like helps pick things up for us. She's very nice and understanding. She doesn't uh, freak out or give us the side eye when our kids start throwing their food. Um, she brings stuff out fast, like before our food comes, like little potatoes and stuff for the kids. They're awesome. The service is awesome. The food is awesome. Uh, this is an advertisement, but I am seriously uh, a huge fan of First Watch. We go all the time. My wife goes all the time for, for business stuff, and I, I get in her car, and she's got uh, First Watch to-go bags like every other day. So well, I ma- recommend it. First Watch is awesome. You're making me want to go right now. When are they open? They're not open for dinner, so don't try to go at dinner, but they're open breakfast and lunch, I think 7 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Uh, every single day, and they get busy. We found that out uh, a couple times, but we also learned that they have a First Watch mobile app, which you can use to check out their wait times, and you can get in line before you even get there. Very easy to use. And where are they located? They have three restaurants in Lexington, the one I mentioned uh, in Hamburg. Those are all o- locally owned. Uh, and a few over in Louisville, and also even up in Cincinnati as well. Well, I'm going to go check that place out, Kyle. Also got to tell you guys about Sling TV. We know you don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. Tonight I'm watching some NBA action. A lot of cats playing around. Sacramento has become everybody's little darling right now, and we all know Willie Cauley-Stein, De'Aaron Fox are on that squad, Scalabissier as well. So if you want to check out them, you can check them out on Sling TV. 
TV. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team? Sling TV is the best way to watch college football, NBA basketball, and all kinds of sports. 30 bucks a month gets you ESPN, Pac-12, SEC Network, and a bunch more. Stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, Locked On listeners can get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Go get that free trial. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Kyle, your new piece on The Athletic which is part of the Cut the Net series where you're looking at all the teams that could possibly win titles and your colleagues came out recently. Everybody go check out that. But what um, when you were breaking down Kentucky basketball's chances of winning it all this year, what was your major hang-up? Well, the, you know, kind of the approach I took to the Kentucky one was, okay, we have a pretty big body of work. Calipari's had some contenders Let's let's take a look at his three best teams, and that to me of the one and done era. It, UMass is sort of like a different animal; it's a totally different time, really. But in the one and done era, which started in two thousand six, um, Cal's been to five Final Fours, and his three best teams were two thousand eight Memphis, two thousand twelve Kentucky, and two thousand fifteen Kentucky. Those teams all won thirty eight games. Uh, they all share the NCAA record for single season victories. They went like whatever that is, adds up to like 114 and five between them. Um, Memphis lost in the title game. Kentucky 2012 won, obviously, and then 2015 we all know came agonizingly close to going 40 and 0. So those were dominant teams. They were the best team all year. All three of those teams were the best team all year, and uh, either won or came really close to winning a national title. So uh, what did those teams have in common? And so I spent. Uh, a fair amount of time kind of looking at that and you know one is they all three had a top 10 offensive and defensive efficiency rating a top 10 effective field goal percentage defense just basically means you're you're good at <laughs> defending other teams shots that's, that's a fancy um, way to say that to make yourself yourself sound really smart <laughs> yes yes effective <laughs> field goal percentage is uh calculated by like uh two point makes uh you you put in two-point makes, three-point makes, and total field goals and crunch it all up some which way. I use a advanced stats calculator you can find online. Anyway, those were all those that, that held true for all three of those teams. Uh, they all uh, were dominant shot blocking teams, all ranked top five nationally in block shots and had either one or a combination of guys that were just unbelievable. Anthony Davis set the freshman record. Uh, in 2012, NCAA freshman record for block shots, blocked more than 328 entire teams by himself. Uh, Cauley Stein and Carl Towns that blocked like 155 shots between them in 2015, and Cauley Stein was the national defensive player of the year, as was Davis his year. Uh, and then Memphis had uh, a couple guys. Uh, one of them was the, uh, I think, ranks top five all time in Conference USA in block shots, and they ranked fourth that year. So they had rim protectors. Um, they All three of those teams had at least three of the top five scorers from the previous year back, which Kentucky this year does not. To, the, to this point, everything I've mentioned, this Kentucky team, uh, I think, could 
uh, could have, could find. I think the shot blocker will be a little bit of a challenge, but I think they're going to be really good defensively, really efficient offensively. Uh, they don't have three of the top five scores back, but it's like kind of with a with a caveat, right? So uh, PJ was third in scoring, Quade was fifth, uh, so that's two of the five. And then Nick was all the way down eighth in scoring because he started every game but didn't play a lot. So they don't really fit that criteria, except they added Reed Travis, who uh, wasn't on this team last year, but he was, you know, one of the best players in the country in a major conference. Uh, and you add him. So between those guys, you got four guys with major experience. I kind of count that. Uh, basically, I, the conclusion I reach is I count this team as fitting fitting the criteria mm-hmm. um, because of adding Reed Travis. But the one that really there's no way around uh, is all three of the best teams Calipari's had, the strongest national title contenders, and the only team that won. Uh, they all had the number one overall draft pick, which is a, you know kind of a tough thing. You add you you bring back at least three veterans and you add the best player in America, and they didn't do that this year. I don't think, um, you know, uh, uh, Keldon Johnson is currently their highest ranked guy in terms of the uh, projections for the NBA draft, this next NBA draft, and he's pretty far up there now. He's climbed some. He's eighth in ESPN's mock draft. But that's not number one. Number one is the guy that's just a total, absolute, undeniable game changer. Um, you know, you had uh, Derrick Rose on that Memphis team. You had, uh, we already mentioned, Anthony Davis on the 2012 title team. And you had Carl Towns, uh, who really kind of came, blossomed late and came into his own uh, in the postseason. Uh, all number one picks. This team just doesn't have that. They don't fit that criteria. So the question is, um, can they make up for that by strength in numbers? Or can one of these guys rise up and maybe he won't be the number one pick, but he, you know, on a given night can play like the best player in the country. And Cal Perry talked about that a little bit with us in the preseason and, and kind of asked out loud, who's, we know we have a lot of good players, who's going to be the catalyst? And um, that, I guess, is the question mark, probably bigger than anything when you're trying to say, okay, here's what all his best teams had. Does or could this team have – those things, I don't think they can have the number one pick. I just don't think that's going to happen. But can they find a way around that? Um, you know, was PJ Washington was you know pro- may have been the SEC Player of the Year front runner had they not added Reed Travis, and had Reed Travis not left the Pac-12, he probably would have been the Pac-12 front runner. So you don't have the number one pick, but do you have two you know basically major conference Player of the Year candidates? in the same front court. Is that enough? Is Keldon Johnson going to rise up and, uh, you know, be a star on the wing? Uh, remains to be seen, but that's a hang-up. It's not a small thing. Uh, having a transcendent player um, is a pretty good ingredient, maybe more important than any of the others, to winning a national championship. Also mentioned yesterday your guys' poll of the top teams at the Athletic. The one thing I did find interesting and. Are you allowed to reveal who you voted first, Kyle? Is that, or is that yeah, a I put, uh, yeah, I voted. I mean, I don't know. I don't, maybe I'm not, but I am, so here it is. Uh, yeah, I voted Kentucky number one. Okay, but here's the thing that I found interesting was Kansas finished first with nine first-place votes. Kentucky was seventh. They had seven votes. Number three was Duke. They had none. And number four was Georgia with two. Obviously, we're getting... Georgia? Did I say... I said Gonzaga. 
<laughs> I meant Gonzaga. I was going to say, I think we blew it on our poll. Uh, Why do you hate Tom Crean? No, Gonzaga <laughs> was fourth, and they but they got two first-place votes. Obviously, George is on my mind. Ray Charles, shout out because of the game this weekend. And that's what I was that's why I was gonna say was uh we're gonna have some trouble on Monday's podcast. Potentially we're gonna have to kind of preview Duke and talk about that Georgia result. <laughs> so we might need to do an hour long podcast. Are we allowed to do that? Uh, no, it's we're not. Be 30 minutes, no, we're not. Yeah. And you talk so much that sometimes they go a little bit over. But what I was gonna say was I think my plan is right now, and I'm telling Kyle as I'm telling you listeners, tomorrow we're gonna preview that Duke game a little bit more in-depth, kind of get into some matchups and those kind of things. And then on the last podcast of the week, we will break down the Georgia game uh, a little bit extensively. So it'll, it'll kind of be running the gamut. And I believe Kyle and I will both be in Indianapolis. So we'll attempt yes. to record a podcast right after that game next Tuesday. So you guys stay tuned for all that coverage. We'll have you, we'll have you covered up on everything when it happens. Um, coming up next, we got a little bit of a recruiting nugget, then we have a quick Halloween talk. Um, but first, I got to tell you guys about Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. If you want to go see Kentucky, Georgia, you can't get any more tickets because it's sold out, but you can get them on Vivid Seats. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert show or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is a top source for tickets for all live events. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app. Enter promo code Locked On. For $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. So I'm sad, Kyle. Why are you sad, Curtis? My favorite prospect cut Kentucky from his list. Cole Anthony cut his list to six, and Kentucky wasn't on it. His funny talk to me. <laughs> Wait, can I say that on a podcast? <laughs> Do you want to? I don't care. That's fine. He did, though. What did he say to you, Kyle? Well, I tweeted, like, interesting list. It's bizarre. It's a bizarre list for the number one point guard in the country. Like, the list, three players. I'll give the list real quick. It is Georgetown, North Carolina, Oregon, Wake Forest, Notre Dame, and Miami. And no Duke or Kentucky. It's odd. I mean, and he's had like a weird recruitment. He's been really quiet about it. The dad, Greg Anthony, famous person, very quiet about it. Like I tried at one point at one event, I just like very like I waited until everything was over and like everybody was leaving for the night. And I just tapped Greg Anthony on the shoulder and said, hey, could I catch up with you real quick just to, about what you're hearing from Kentucky? And he was like, nah, <laughs> and just like walked off. Uh, I mean, they're – it's been a, an odd recruitment. That's an odd list. I mean, it is. I think everyone's reaction is that's an odd list for the number one point guard in the country. Um, and and I said it's kind of an interesting list. No Kentucky or Duke for arguably the best guard in the class of 2019. And the only reason I said arguably is because, frankly, I was 
unemployed for most of the spring and summer. <laughs> I went to the first weekend of recruiting and then I didn't. And I, you know, I have, I, I'm not going to pretend to be something I'm not, I'm not, and I haven't been as plugged into this recruiting cycle as some others. Now specific recruits and Kentucky guys I have been, but I've never felt like Cole Anthony was going to be a Kentucky guy. And I just, and I made that effort and didn't get anywhere. And so, uh, have not stayed in tune with him. I don't know every guard in the country. I don't pretend to know all how they should be ranked. And so I didn't want to say something, you know, definitive that somebody else would quickly come back at me and say, he's not the best guard and you don't know about this guy. Because no, I don't. So I said arguably. It's still a compliment. Arguably the best guard in America. And he immediately, like, replied to me and said, quote unquote arguably with a bunch of like eye roll laughing emojis and I you know I didn't crush the kid I just wrote back meant it as a compliment I only I explained it just exactly how I explained to you why I used the word arguably good luck to you and then he deleted the tweet but uh, a little, little, little snappy a little sensitive there bud well, I'm trying to no. say something nice about you Kyle has a feud with a future NBA star, so he's got that going yeah. for him. Cool for Kyle. Congrats, bud. Yep. I was going to talk yep. Halloween. Ar- argu- arguably a future NBA star. He's the best player in the class, and this is the <laughs> Curtis Birch rankings, so you don't need to trust anybody else. He's the best player in the class. The, Cur- the CBI, the Curtis Birch Index. And I was going to talk Halloween, but as Kyle mentioned, we don't have all that time. We are. This is a 30-minute podcast, and Kyle filibustered again because he got in an argument on Twitter with a teenager, and he had to tell everybody about it. That's what we do here on Locked On Kentucky. I will say this, though. Lexington moved Halloween to a day before. You can't move Halloween. That's uncool. That's all I got to say. All right. Tomorrow, we're going to talk more basketball. We're going to probably talk some more football as well. Stay locked in by following at Locked On UK on Twitter and find Locked On Kentucky on Facebook. You can follow Kyle on social media at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. Be sure to be reading his coverage on The Athletic. He has a great piece on Seinfeld and Reed Travis up uh, that was posted a few days ago. You can follow all my stuff, including interviews at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Kentucky. We'll talk to you soon. You are Locked On Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.